0: Boomtron, Boomtron, Boomtron. Boomtron bet you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a damn ago again. Boomtron but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, take your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it all, so nothing's atypical.
1: And welcome to the Boomtron podcast. We're talking Yellowstone episode three today, and I'm joined with Mark and Amy again, guys. Hello, howdy, hello. howdy, howdy. Uh,
2: so you're saying <laughs> howdy because we're watching Yellowstone.
0: Well, I think tech, the living in Texas is seeping into my veins as well. So. Oh, yeah.
2: I've also started
1: to- typing the word "y'all" as an actual word, so it's. Oh. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna send you to the Four Sixes uh, Ranch then. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Jimmy. Oh God! Please no. <laughs>
2: I'm going <laughs> to have make, some make questions about out that, that
1: later. We're going to make a cowboy out of you just yet, Mark. <laughs> That's hot. So, so <laughs> episode 3 of Yellowstone, um I mean right off the bat, def I, I I don't know if episodes 1 and 2 were just so jam-packed of action and drama and story that episode 3 for me kind of was slow? Maybe?
0: Yeah. It, it started off with a bang. I mean, it had Kevin Costner sitting there in front of the fire, Godfather-style, while all hell was breaking loose around him <laughs> with, with Rip right. and Casey killing off those those remaining, some of the remaining militia folks. Right. So, it sort of felt like it was going to really, you know, I, you cannot top that season one, I, I mean, the episode one, season four premiere with 15 minutes of just chaos. no but uh it gave us like about two minutes of it and then i felt like they were like okay we're done with that check because <laughs> right it, it was slow
2: it was yeah. it was slow but at the same time like i felt like there was intrigue would be a huge overstatement so i mm. i don't mean intrigue but kind of like this I don't know. I felt like each of the stories moved enough that I wasn't bored. Like like a, ba- I, like
0: a, a baby step for everybody. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Like I was happy with the way that um Beth and Rip's story moved forward. And I was happy with the progress that Casey and Monica and Tate made. And I was happy with like I felt like there was a little bit of everything. Um I feel like that Monica
1: it. And Monica and Tate scene, which was maybe a total of five minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was probably the, the, the big reveal, per se, or the big impact of the episode, just because, you know, we spent the whole time in episodes one and two talking about what happened to Monica and Tate, mm-hmm. and we even, I think we even at one point said, well, did they make it? Yeah. Right. Uh, so to see that and just, just see, you know, I think we, we did mention this as well, is how much Tate has gone through. Yeah, And then you see him hiding under the bed and Casey being like, F this, get right. out of the bed and pulls him out and like, it's okay. You, you did the hardest
0: part. Yeah. Uh, it, I loved that line. I actually wrote it down because he said, your biggest fear already came and you beat it. And right. Like, like simultaneously saying, okay, get over it. But also saying you're, you're amazing. Like at the same time.
1: Right. And uh, and it worked. It got him out from under the bed. And just Monica's just saying to him, "I hate you." It's oh. just like uh, how think, how topsy turvy their relationship has been uh, through the whole show.
0: You know, and right. when I was theorizing when Beth said to John in episode one, you know, he goes, "Who did we lose?" and she said, "Define lose." I mean, yeah. That that in that moment could be referring to Monica to Tate uh, to, to Casey. Um, right, And, you know, from the get go, this was our Romeo and Juliet story, mm-hmm. you know, her right. from the reservation, him from the ranch and all of their families fighting. And and when the minute she kind of under her breath, I think it was at first that I hate you. And he was like, what? Oh, my God, it was a knife in my heart. I was like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I, I feel like while it might not be the most important part of the show, I feel like their relationships the most I like I feel very invested in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and like I always I always found myself like rooting for Casey and Monica to like figure it out and make it work. Uh and now I'm just I'm just very you know curious to see how this relationship like where do they go from here? Like how how does this cuz I feel like she generally does I don't know if she hates Casey or she just hates this life that she blames him for creating for them.
2: I think she really hates the life but at the same time She's not wrong. Like she said, I told you I didn't want to live here. I told you I didn't want him here. And Casey made her come live there. So at the end of the day, she's blaming him for what happened. And I. there's a lot of things that I think people can get over and through in a marriage. But I'm <laughs> wondering if the fact that despite the fact that she said, you know, this is a no-go, I think bad things are going to happen, that he was like, no, we're going to go live there, and then the worst thing happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I don't know that she can get around that.
1: I almost feel like it's going to be one of those things where, like, Tate might come around before she does.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he kind of... Didn't, but kind of already did in that, like, he went and ate his dinner on the couch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he did what his dad told him to do. So he's kind of already getting there, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: parenthood was was just such a theme for this entire Mm -hmm. episode uh, across all the generations. Mm -hmm. And you sort of see Casey turning into John. In terms of, you know, we've been, we've seen this darker side to him emerge when he, you know, we see him throw that uh, rancher from California, Ralph, the the llama rancher, uh, (laughs) you know, this, this, you know, just poor, law abiding, albeit not friendly guy, throws him under that cattle grate. And we've seen him kill people and walk away without blinking. And, um, you know, that was exactly who he didn't want to be he did not want to be the next john dutton and this this metamorphosis is happening and in the process he's telling his son who has gone through all kinds of childhood trauma get over it right. cowboy cowboy up which is exactly what john said to casey That's a good point yeah you know so it's it's just kind of this, this spot on mark spot
1: hey on. thank you i
2: told you mark would have some insight for us <laughs> And I
1: I guess going along the the parenthood theme, then you go over to Beth and Rip and their Mm -hmm. whole, you know, ordeal with, uh, what's the boy's name? Carter. 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 And she takes takes Carter shopping and she's like, no, Rip, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Rip's like, don't spoil that boy. And she has like a moment of clarity and like a scene in the store. Uh, that kind of, you know, kind of, I, I, I thought she, I thought she was going to leave him. Like, I thought she was legit going to leave him at the store and Which, I go ahead. I was just, For, for,
0: for, for parenting Beth style, that would be completely on brand
1: right?
2: that
0: that this kid would have to hitch his ride back to the ranch.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: And I think we, we kind of touched on that as well as that. We said, I think rip would be the one to raise this boy to kind of right. teach him the way Mm-hmm.
2: But I, I it's, it's interesting. Like I, I thought it was super interesting. So much of the show is talked about, like how Beth was not well parented, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it seems like she's looking to be a kinder, gentler parent with this kid. I found it really interesting. And again, she has zero experience with children, so we can start there for sure. The kid really didn't do, unless I missed something. She said you could get boots, but then she was picking up jeans. Then he's like, "Hey, can we get this shirt?" Like, what teenage whole- kid isn't going to be like, "Hey, I like this. Can I get this?" You know? I think
1: it was the whole. I think like Rip planted like a seed in her mind about like not only not spoiling the kids, but it was like, you know, don't let this kid take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for as small as it was, like I, I want this shirt. And she said no. And then he said, like, he kept fighting her kind of thing. You know, Beth likes control. Oh, yeah. She does.
2: But but that, again, I mean, that's going to be an issue because, yes, you should have control with your children. But at the same time, you also can notice when they're being children and give a bit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: And then they kick the boy out of the house. He can't sleep at the house no more.
2: (laughs) Right? I don't know. I just... There's something with that story that's going to catch at some point. Like, I feel like the kid's going to get in danger, right? Because here's the thing. So something happened. The whole thing happens at the store, and she's like, fine, whatever, you're gone. Which is kind of like, I'm washing my hands of you. I'm not dealing with you. You don't do what I want you to do. We're done. We're good. We're done, right? Whereas RIPs unkindness or the way that he's dealing with him he really is teaching him lessons you know what i mean like he walks over to the horse and he's like did you do this did you put this saddle and everything on and the kids like yeah and he's like well if you don't know what you're doing don't do it because you could get hurt somebody could get hurt right which is which is good advice when you work on a farm <laughs> yeah. make sure that the things that you're doing you're doing correctly because someone could get hurt somebody's riding that horse they could fall right off you know well, what and I'm maybe saying?
0: and maybe it's foreshadowing too
2: Oh, right. And maybe it's foreshadowing, but it, it does. The lessons that he's teaching are definitely lessons like I'm protecting you kind of lessons. Like you need to learn how to do these things so you don't get hurt. So bad things don't happen to you. Whereas then when Carter gets in the car and Beth and Carter are driving home, her then she decides she's going to impart her wisdom, right? But it wasn't it didn't feel like it was wisdom to keep Carter safe. It was wisdom of how to be on top, how to be the winner, how to have control, how to yeah. have the power. So one is like, here, I'm going to teach you how to survive on this farm and be, you know, good at your job and and be safe and so forth. And the other is, here's how to become, you know, basically a terrible person like me. I just thought that was an interesting i don't know like they're already arguing about how to raise this kid and well, i mean they have such different approaches
0: and beth is in uncharted waters for her uh because when someone wrestles control from her or bests her or even just disregards her she eviscerates them sometimes verbally sometimes literally <laughs> but uh i mean she just destroys them and to have this person child in her life who you know we know that she has at least if not a feeling of love for already she 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 craves this child in her life right and he's just like you know i'm gonna take this i want this shirt i don't care what you're saying over there about the pants which i think every parent has lived that like (laughs) seriously on the weekly basis but um (laughs) but uh you know she had that moment where she 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 can't destroy this kid because she has these Different feelings for him than from all these other people in the world that have slighted her, so she's making it up as she goes. I think um, she and really is. There was that. I mean, I loved the advice that she gave the kid about the four ways to make it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I won't say
0: I won't say which is my favorite, but um, <laughs> uh, when you know when he you know she gave him that I, option number four, which involved the sexual act, and he kind of mutters, "Is that how you did it?" <laughs> right, right. And then I kind of thought she. It seemed like she kind of had respect for that. She's like, right. okay, he's all right.
2: Exactly. The well, are all right. But it's interesting because the one thing you just said was like, anybody who goes against her, anybody who doesn't agree with her, she destroys. And that's why my, my favorite storyline in the whole show is her and Rip's relationship. Because... Here's, here's Rip, this guy who works on her father's farm, who she actually does have, like, real, you know, social capital over, right? Like, she has more power than he does. She could fire him. She could, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's technically kind of one of his bosses. And he doesn't agree with her about the kid. And she's like, you know, she's mad at him, whatever, and then she's F you, and then she starts to walk away. She turns around, she comes back, and she's like, "I love you. I'll see you at the house later." But f you, and then she walks <laughs> I love, I love away. That. Like,
1: that like awesome.
2: it's that's why it's just my favorite thing because it, she really is like. You want to talk about a complicated character? It because of her upbringing, she's got no idea how to be human. Um, everything she's so egocentric. Everything's about herself. And that's why it's so out of her comfort zone to figure out how to deal with the kid because nothing's about you when you have a kid, you know? Um, But she's also like that with Rip. And that's why there's part of me that's feeling like maybe this isn't going to be a total disaster. Maybe they're not going to completely ruin this kid Um, because because Rip is in the mix and because as tough as he's being on the kid, I think he's also going to help her figure out how to be, if not maternal, um... How to be someone who's good for the kid as well. I don't know. I think I,
1: I, I, just, I, think, I just feel like Rips just going to teach him how to be a cowboy in a certain sense because he does say that line there where he says, you know, no matter what, this kid will never be our kid, kind of thing. Right. Well, so, you know, he, he, so it seems like he's keeping a distance, but maybe, maybe he'll soften up. Rips soft on the inside, I think. Well okay. I don't know 100% if you
0: heard the the tick 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 of the time bomb there. But when she made that comment to him about. You'll resent me one day for this, you know. Yes, he knows she can't have kids, obviously, but they're gonna, they're gonna parent around Carter and and work it out and have a good happy scenario. And then some, at some point, Rip will find out that you know Jamie's involvement in her being sterilized. He'll go after Jamie. Jamie will tell him it was your baby, and because mm. he does not know that she lost that that she gave up his mm. baby, right, and I think right. that's gonna cut wow. him. To the quick and so i think i think all of this stuff with carter they're going to find this really dysfunctional but 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 functional and 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 familial way to become this unit and then it's going to explode that's what i think.
2: right right so what i thought was interesting in th- this episode is the storyline that i kind of don't really care about um Ugh. which is probably <laughs> the most well okay i Forgot about that storyline. I do have a question about Jimmy, but I'll get back to that because <laughs> okay, that <was> he's the <laughs> story I really don't care about. But the story that I second kind of don't care about. Um, I didn't really care about who did this. Like at this point, point. and the it felt so anticlimactic when they pulled the the mask off that guy's head, and I was like, oh, I don't know him. Um, and then he's Johnson they were, too. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, it's this guy who gives the orders. And he's like, who does he get the orders from? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, okay. well, that's kind of boring. And then, you know, he'd toss them off the cliff. Like, they toss everybody off the cliff that they're not happy with. And I don't know. The whole thing felt kind of anticlimactic, and there's no real answers. And even the way oh. that they were, like, dealing with the, um, uh, I always forget his name. The guy who brought John, that guy, and was rainwater? like, Look, if you're going to, yeah, Rainwater, if, if you're going to take ownership of this, um, then you got to take out the trash. Like, you're, you're going to have to deal with it. And he's like, Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll do it. Like, I felt like even John seemed kind of bored by that storyline. I, I don't know. That was, I just, I don't care no, at all, this point who did I it. I mean,
1: it's, it's a means to end leading up to the big reveal who orchestrated it all. Yeah. Cuz cuz what this episode didn't show at all was Jamie. Well, that's all.
2: true. That's true.
1: There was no Jamie in this episode whatsoever and I just find it hard to believe that he's not going to play a very significant role in this season one way or another. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: One um, one thing that's kind of I thought was kind of funny about the that that whole
1: situation with
0: with Rainwater and the and his prisoner. Um, I never caught the guy's name, the one that was they called the party planner for the assault. Right. Um, And when Rainwater meets with John and brings the guy to him, one of his first lines is, you know, we still have chess to play, you and me. Right. But, you know, anyway, but the truce is still holding for now. Turns out, I was looking on IMDB, this guy that, that, you know, ultimately John killed at the end, his character's name was Checkers. (laughs) Ah, that's funny. (laughs) But um, I do think one thing that we got from that is that At the beginning you see John sitting fireside while everyone does his dirty work. But we see that John is still in this game because John kills this guy with his own you know, by his own hand at the end of the episode. So I think we see that, you know, John is still willing to fight in the trenches for his land. It's funny to me.
1: It's funny to me that he doesn't just kill an on man. That he makes it almost like self-defense.
2: Right. Fair. I'm gonna make it fair. I'm gonna give you a fighting chance. Although he really doesn't have a fighting chance, but it's yeah, like we still with
0: you. are trying to have some sense of nobility in, in right. John's character, whereas Rip just sneaks up behind you and chokes you with a garret. <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> right, or you know, tosses a rattlesnake at you. you know, oh that's the best. gosh,
0: that's, <laughs> that's so still good. one of the most epic murders I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> on TV. I should say. Oh, so I do want what to say. Is, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, because I feel like you're still on this topic, and I was going to change it. So go ahead.
0: Well, just on the, 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 the thread of who did this,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, I know I texted you guys, I I'd read a blog that was presenting this pretty cool theory that I wanted to share. Um, uh, this blogger was talking about how all of these suspects that could be behind this big assault on the Duttons, just hours before it happened, were meeting in Jamie's office to talk about this airport and thinking that they all had the upper hand, that they were going to get their airport, their land, etc., Right. And then, you know, and that all blew up in everyone's face and they all went to their separate corners. And then in a space of, I think it was just hours, the assault happened. So this person was saying, there's no way that like Rainwater or Rourke or uh, the other woman from Market Group who was outed as a mm-hmm. sexual predator, um, how they could have put this together, made, you know, found the people, paid them, made the plan and all this stuff. So it had to be someone who was planning it for longer. And then this, this blogger was talking about, the Beck brothers, how, uh, the, the, I forget his name. I think it was Morgan, the brother in charge, the blonde one that, that sat out in that field after Costner shot him. And uh, he says, you know, do you want me here? And he goes, no, I want to be alone. And Dutton gets up, John Dutton gets up and leaves. This guy is rich and connected. And if he had a phone in his pocket, he could have called a chopper or someone to come get him. He could have recovered in private in secret he could have planned this all out, and he's got the money and the and the connections to do it because militia was the folk were the folks who helped him kidnap Tate in the first place. There's some right. super
1: villain stuff you're talking
0: about, man. So that I, is. I, I mean, just as a you know, again, I I I was really team Jamie last week, uh, but you know that would be a way to. Jamie could really take the fall for it, like a huge red herring, and then we could find out in a major Darth Vader reveal at the end.
1: Last episode, you wanted to bring Mrs. Dutton back from the dead. Now you're trying to bring this guy back from the dead. (laughs) You need to go watch 1883, man. Okay, I need to just get back to Dynasty, right?
2: (laughs) I really kind of feel like also that they're just using Yellowstone to promote 1883. If I have to see one more commercial for that while we're watching this show, and I get it. It's like the prequel, but I I get so tired of it because it's the same commercial over and over again. I don't get tired of seeing um, Mr. Elliot. but um, So, <laughs> Jamie, what is the deal with... This, and again, I'm sure it's just something that I have forgotten about. I'm sure they must have spoken about it sometime, but this double six, four, six, whatever six ranch, four, six ranch. he's going to. Like, why Jimmy, is like when they're like, that's where, oh, Jimmy, sorry. When they were like, yeah, that's where he's going. They're like, oh, that's where he's going. Like, why, what? What's the
1: this problem is like, here? Th- this Here's- is like a world famous ranch, right? Yeah.
0: Can I can I drop some facts on this ranch? Because I was yeah, man. That's okay. why we
1: have you. here. That's why we pay you the big bucks.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to earn it tonight. No. Uh, so uh, what I didn't know, I was I was yesterday years old when I realized uh, that Travis, the the horse jockey guy that was you know on these last few episodes, that's Taylor Sheridan, who's one of the co creators of this show. Oh, really? Yes. So he you know he knows what he's doing apparently. Right. Um, he also is filthy. Ass rich because he owns a com- he created a company called the Yellowstone creators group and in May of 2021 of this year they bought the four sixes ranch for the price of three hundred and forty seven million dollars
2: oh, so just a little bit Got yeah it.
0: it's three properties combined for a total of over two hundred and sixty five thousand acres which is larger than the city of San Antonio
2: oh my gosh Jeez.
0: So they own the ranch now, so obviously they're you know, and that's we we have this other spin-off coming this way probably next year that's gonna be set there. So I think all of these, you know, mysterious factoids that the characters are dropping about the ranch, it's just to get that interest. it's a it's a teaser campaign to get okay. the interest generated because that show is happening and and they spent a lot of money <laughs> to make it happen.
2: Well that makes yeah. a lot of sense now that you say that because Are you gonna I- watch Amy?
1: All the commercials for it?
2: <laughs> I mean, I am. Let's be honest. Of course I'm going to watch, but...
1: There's going to be a lot of cowboys here, like... like
2: yeah. Cowboys, so, cowboys. So what is he doing? Like, what is Jimmy supposed to be doing there now? Because they mean, all obviously make, hate him and don't want to take him with.
0: Yeah. And how so, is it so different from Yellowstone that... Right, exactly.
2: He to go
1: to Texas Well, Yellowstone and... is not like... Yellowstone looks seems to more like a cattle ranch kind of thing. I think this is like horses and like uh, like training mm. horses and the rodeos and all those. Well, Jimmy's tricks not that
2: supposed the, to be riding anymore.
1: Nah, he's just gonna be a handler. Like he's just there to just that's it.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, to just that, help in any way he can.
0: All things Jimmy, I roll my eyes so hard you could probably hear it over the microphone. But the whole Jimmy and Mia thing, I struggled with. Uh, Yeah, because Jimmy got on that horse that bucked him and gave him this last most recent injury because Mia told him you've got to do what you love you've got to you know be this man I love this guy so he went out and hopped on the horse and you know screwed his whole life up and then when he's facing the consequences for following her request following her heart she's like you're choosing Yellowstone over me I don't want to
1: talk to you anymore like, yeah uh, I, honey, I, i'm with you on that man
0: i mean when she's like when he, when she's full-on ignoring him at when he walks up to her and says can i talk to her and then when she just stares at him as the car is pulling away i was just like what uh,
1: is I she staying on that the ranch <laughs> Seems It that <laughs> like, way. She, like what's what's going on and then you have the other guy uh the 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 com the walker. guitar player like yeah, lives, sleeping in the trailer. walker sleeping in the trailer him and Lloyd are gonna go at it man Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and I That's hope Lloyd, I hope Lloyd. I hope Lloyd takes care of business. <laughs> I like Lloyd, man. They better not. They better not kill him off. I like. I Lloyd. I don't think
2: they will. I like Lloyd too. I, I just I I'm kind of shocked. So for as much control as John Dutton has over his own ranch, at the same time, I feel like he leaves a lot to be decided by the people that work for him the fact that the yellowstone in episode 1 season 1 it's not really the same yellowstone that exists now um and and one of the big things is like these female wranglers you know like that was buckle like bunnies. such a note but well they're well that's part of it right buckle bunnies and I don't know what they're They were were
1: barrel riders, I think, or something, right? They were barrel
2: riders, right? They weren't buckle bunnies. They actually were barrel riders, but still, like women on the circuit are looked at differently. And the fact that they're working on the ranch and sleeping in the bunkhouse. And it just it seems like I kind of feel like when John comes in there and like sits down with them to play cards or whatever. That he would be like, whoa, 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 like, let's straighten this up. This isn't how we're gonna do things. This isn't how we run this ranch. But he's just kind of like, whatever. And I don't know if he's just realizing that he's old and eventually is gonna have to pass the whole thing on. I, I don't know. It just, the women's presence in the bunkhouse just seems very strange to me mm-hmm. because it just doesn't feel like something that John would be okay with.
1: I think at yeah. this point, though, also is they've done so much for him. Uh, is he really going to deny them having females in the bunk?
2: Yeah, I
1: guess. I, I think
0: I. I think it's good to have them there from a storyline perspective, but it was lazy writing because they had that whole section, that whole exchange between John and Rip when Rip recruited the and I forget her name, but the stripper
2: mm-hmm. to come
0: about mm-hmm. her moving into the bunkhouse. He's like, "Well, okay, if you th-, and he's like, and, you know, Rip was like, "She's got that thing wrapped around her finger." And John mm-hmm. said, "Oh, okay." But uh, so that that was a deal. And then she just literally walked off in the middle of the night and no one said a word. And right. uh, and then these two other girls just show up and start camping in who clearly are not like the the same kind of alpha material that she was. Right. Uh and, and like you said, John just kind of sits in and is like, hey, deal, deal me in. Like, there should have been a conversation. I think it's good that they're there. It's going to bring, obviously, with uh, Walker and I think, is, is it Lloyd?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: they're going to have that conflict. I think they showed that in the, you know, season previews. Um, but just dot your I's, cross your T's, writers, you know?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut I up, Diego. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you laughing. <laughs>
0: I right. I do have to tell you, one. so one of my favorite lines from this episode, and it is now mutated here in my house, because uh, Rob, my Rob is like a pop culture black hole vortex. He cannot remember details or anything, and I always tease him about it. I loved that when Beth came home from the store with Carter, and Rip was like, is it a one-shot or a two-shot day? And she said, <laughs> it's a pour-the-bottle-in-a-bucket kind of day.
2: Right, right.
0: And the other day, I said to Rob, ugh. Pour the bottle in a bucket and Rob went, That's a whap, that's a whap And I'm like, No, 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 no. <laughs> he thought it was a Cardi B line. Yeah. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: man. I I I'm I hope that this was one of the only what I'm gonna call a filler episode for Yellowstone. While it did move the story along and baby steps. I, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more bigger steps now, adult steps.
0: With at least one story, like give us a reason for, like like a, a holy crap moment for tuning in that night.
2: Right, <laughs> right. Or this was like the this was like the two towers for the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> There's no purpose to that movie other than to get us from movie one to movie three. Exactly. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, definitely looking forward to episode four uh, next this Sunday. Right. Then i not gonna. So, um, and hopefully we'll see, we'll see where the story develops. We'll see. I'm assuming we're going to see Jamie this episode around because we didn't see him in episode two. So maybe more into Monica and Tate since we only got to see them for maybe five minutes there. So that, that's, that's my bold prediction. Let's have more a
0: Dr. D- Phil crossover and fix them up. <laughs> oh, or
1: maybe this is the way of writing them off the show.
2: No. Yeah. That's. I, that's what I was thinking. That this yeah. is going to be like... And Casey just gonna goes be like, full
1: on. That's that's it. That's it, full I on. I mean,
2: the Whatever. fact that he tossed that guy in the cattle guard says that he is well on his way.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Monica brings him back and then they ride off into the sunset.
2: I don't know. I feel like maybe Casey or Monica will meet somebody else. Maybe Monica will be a nice teacher because uh, she's a teacher. And so maybe like she'll meet like this safe guy right well,
0: and don't With, forget, who's a
2: total opposite of Casey
0: and Piper Paravo is coming oh to the that's show.
2: right I forgot she was coming to the show I love her so much I'm so excited about that
0: so who um, knows what she's gonna
2: yeah <laughs> yeah right,
1: so we got some predictions here for episode four for the remainder of the season um you know tune in every week we do talk about every episode the next day or two so definitely tune in check out the facebook page definitely check out yellowstone look forward to all the spinoffs that are coming it seems and uh you know until we catch you for episode four uh thanks for tuning in check out facebook like our page download share um do everything and y'all y'all come back now <laughs> y'all come back all right thank you everyone for listening have a good one bye This is just a disclaimer, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and all news and information that is shared is simply what these Yahoo's found online.